Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into our next episode. Real quick, before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that if you tune in through the whole episode at the very end, I'm going to be giving a discount code for a discount on all of the supplements on Get Sweet Fuel's website. So that's www.getsweetfuel.com. Tune in till the very end and you'll get your promo code. Persistence Culture presents Fueling Earth. The podcast where Jewel, the flavor magician behind Sweet Fuel, and Kristen, the smoothie specialist of Earth Candy, combine their expertise and serve up a delicious blend of motivation and inspiration. Hello, and welcome back to Fueling Earth. This is episode number five, and we are super excited for our guest today, and I am so excited for Kristen to give you her warm welcome. Yeah, okay, so we have Sarah Ingram here today. She's the founder and instructor of Grassroots Yoga, and I also partner with her with our smart fridges. We have a smart fridge in their brand new lobby where we can provide healthy snacks and beverages to all of the yogis. And Grassroots, if you guys don't know, is a beautiful yoga studio here in Ventura. They strive to provide a welcoming and comfortable yoga environment where everyone can really feel like they belong and they can they also support um, their community. They do that by partnering with a nonprofit, Rack Life. Sarah's not only a badass, but she donates 5% of her annual revenue to this nonprofit partner. And we'll get into that a little bit more later in the episode. Yeah. So first of all, congratulations on being voted Ventura's favorite yoga studio for the sixth year in a row. Wow. That is amazing. That was super cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Hello, and thank you. Hello. <laughs> thank you. Say hello yet. We would love to get to know you and your path into business. So tell us how you started practicing yoga and what led you into opening your very own studio. Oh, how much time do we have? <laughs> um, so I started practicing. I used to do yoga very, very casually in college, just wherever, like at a gym or whatever. I, I was... Mm, sort of interested but I just kind of wanted to be in I just wanted to be active so I was cool with what I whatever mm-hmm. and um then in probably like 2000 let's see 7 2008 uh I discovered core power yoga and that's kind of like when they became really big and I just fell in love I knew that that was it for me I wasn't going to mess around with any other like workout um at that time it was more of a workout for me, but I, I felt really connected to yoga. It was more than just a workout for me, which is partially why I love yoga. But anyways, um, I, I kept with that for a long time and then I moved home and I was broke and I couldn't afford a studio. So I just did a home practice and would look up like YouTube videos and just whatever I could get my hands on to practice at home. And then I would watch the same stuff over and over and over and practice and practice and practice. And then my friends all knew. And so they, they were like, Hey, we want to come over and like do yoga with you. Do you want to like teach us? And I was not a teacher, didn't even have a glimmer in my eye about any of that, Mm -hmm. but I knew the videos really well. And so I said, yeah, you know, you can come over, we can like flow together and I'll, I'll just like talk you through it. So I did that. I lived in this tiny little crappy duplex with a broken patio in the back for like four people. (laughs) And, um, eventually there, there was no room back there. And so, um, I was thinking like, okay, maybe we can like go down to the park and do it. And then I, I'll fast forward through some other details uh, for another time. But 
I ended up opening up to just donation-based to get my yoga certification, my teaching certification, I should say. You were using the donations to pay for that. Yeah. Oh, cool. But I still didn't really want to teach. I I wanted to get my training because I felt like if I was going to be teaching people, I should probably be certified. <laughs> but, you know, I always I was always in full disclosure that, like, I wasn't I w- – I'm not trained yet. I'm just here, little old me, like, raising money to get my training. And I had a full-time job at the time in uh, Thailand escrow. And I kept on, so I worked full-time, and I did that on the side. And then I raised all the money that I needed and went to teacher training done with teacher training and thought okay cool like on with life and the my trainer who was the owner of the yoga studio said I want you to leave your corporate job and come manage the studio full-time and I said no because I was like you can't afford me sorry (laughs) Um, because I was a supervisor on salary at my corporate job I was really comfortable and I loved who I worked for but I didn't love the job so that's what got me Like at the end of the day, I said yes to him, but I threw it out there to the universe and I said, you know, I'm going to ask, I'm going to name my price. You probably can't afford it and that's okay, but I'll at least know that I like opened myself up to it. So I basically told him when I got paid at my corporate job and he said, that's cool, I'll match it. (laughs) I was like, okay. So, um, So I left corporate and managed that yoga studio full time for about nine months. And then he and I parted ways. We had uh, some differing opinions on on stuff. Life. Just say, not life, on the business. (laughs) (laughs) And I exited, we'll put it that way. And then um, I was unemployed and I was freaking out. Tried to go back to title and escrow and they just didn't have any room for me. They filled my position. So I was on unemployment, broke as hell. And all of the teachers and many of the students from that studio that I managed um, said, open your own studio. And I was like, no way, like not a chance, like full imposter syndrome. I was like, I've only been, I'd barely gotten my certification nine months prior. I'm like, I haven't even been teaching like officially for a year. So I like turned it down, turned it down. And then I was like, well, like, what do, what do I need to do this? What exactly does it entail? Kind of poked around a little bit, and the community was incredible. Everyone was trying to help me. Everyone was like, I have a financial background. Let me sit with you and tell you how much money you need. People were like, I'll invest. I'm like, uh, okay. So I worked my ass off harder than I'd ever worked my ass off because I had no job and put together a business plan, um, had an open house for investors, gathered enough money, gathered enough investors, and signed a lease in two months. <laughs> wow. And what year was this? This was 2017. So so you weren't working at all during that mm, point? No. So I lost my job in um, at the end of March, and I signed a lease in July. Oh, my God. So, like, I, like, entered the Weave program, you know, the yeah. in Ventura, because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is perfect for me, but I was already, like, needing to open my doors like I didn't have time and so I like dropped out because I'm like I don't have I like literally don't have time for this I have no money Mm -hmm. I have to like figure something out so signed a lease in July and then opened the doors to the studio in January so in less than a year I suddenly was a yoga studio owner and I never (laughs) like literally a year before that didn't even know that that was in my future I thought I was gonna like live and die with that yoga studio that I managed it was really crazy sounds like it snowballed (laughs) yeah very quickly 
very quickly. It happened so, so fast, and I worked my tail off. I was exhausted, exhausted, but it hard work pays off. Yeah. So do you feel like you're still, you're out of that kind of grind mode, and now you're just sitting with your business? Um, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hard as a business owner probably at any yeah. stage is yeah. to pull back a little bit and yeah I I really want to be in that space because when we um opened it was crazy 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 and then you you get comfy and then you can coast a little bit right and that's how it is as a business owner it ebbs and flows sometimes you're working your butt off and then other times you're like okay cool I can kind of like hands off a little bit and autopilot and so I was on autopilot for a little bit and then the pandemic happened Mm. so that like really is where everything kind of blew up and I haven't been able to like really get back to that space yet because pandemic and then um, construction for the expansion baby and so now I'm like okay I'm good like I'm good it's been three years of like craziness and I'm ready to like get back into that space of of just coasting with the business I I actually don't want to really like create anymore I I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I need a break and just like being with what I have, especially because when you have a baby, that's like the biggest creation you ever could yeah. make. And so I, I feel very full in that department. If the universe is listening, stop throwing me things. I don't even care if they're good. I just want to like hang out where I'm at and like enjoy the space that I'm I'm in right now. So yeah. That's, that's kind of like my goal right now is just to be where I'm at and I'm, I'm just burned out. And so I like want to just be where I'm at and not go, go, go. You probably have to be really intentional with that. Cause I know Kristen and I, when we talk, because we're in that entrepreneur space, it's like, you have ideas that come up constantly yes. every day and you want to uh-huh. attack all of them. And you're like, I could do everything. And do you know how many flavors of smoothie oh, yeah. I could make? Like Same every day I'm product, like, Ooh, yeah. berry blast protein. <laughs> well, I'm like That's sending how- you my idea. I'm like not even <laughs> working on does. my own stuff. I'm like, I have the best idea for Kristen. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> hone does. it in Sarah. Um, work on your own shit. Yeah. Uh, but I say still send them. Cause like, I love it when people yeah. give me ideas. It shows me that you're at the forefront of somebody's mind Yeah, and you never know something could stick. And yeah. I want, yeah. especially for you, like with us having the fridge in the lobby like I always want to know what your ideas are yeah. like I want to put stuff in there that you're gonna want either for yourself or yeah. for the people yeah. that are coming through your door so I will do a orange cream sickle smoothie <laughs> stuff. I already made one where do I stop now <laughs> yeah, right. or just other brands in general right because the thing with food is that there's always new brands come out there's always new things coming out and everybody's yeah. taste buds they want to try new things yeah yeah yeah, I mean, you do have to, there is a degree of like, you do have to be novel, yes. right? You have to stay a little bit ahead of the curve and like give people newness. And it's always that balance between consistency. You want your clients um, to have that consistency, but, but keep giving them like new things keep it interesting, to look yeah. forward to. Um, so that's, it's the, it's the struggle of a business owner because entrepreneurs are so creative, you know, like you guys, it's always like, Ooh, Ooh, mm-hmm. oh, ah, ah. shiny object syndrome. Oh, yeah. 100%. And I, I genuinely believe that that is the plight of a business owner. And that's what takes a lot of businesses down is that there are too many ideas trying to be executed at one time instead of just, you know, picking one thing, doing that well, picking the next thing, doing it well, picking, you know, mm-hmm. It's not doing well, next thing, right? So instead of like a little here, a little there, nah, 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 um, we want to give like 100% to, to one thing at a time and just know that it's okay not to do a million amazing things. Right. The You said something interesting 
do you feel like the universe kind of threw the ability to expand at you? Because, like, it was a vet before. Yeah. Is that right? Did yeah. you ever think? The timing was awful on that. I, I just feel <laughs> like this whole um, grassroots experience is such a lesson for me in you don't get to choose when stuff's going to happen. It's not like, you know, now would be a good time to do something cool. It's like the universe is always going to offering you like opportunities and if you don't take them and like it's over right so you you're just so not in control of your own life like you just go with the flow right Mm. so yeah I was not prepared to expand at all I we had just come off the the pandemic which was really really difficult like traumatic for me to be honest and I was all I was doing is trying to get back on track with the the studio back to where we were um, luckily we had some really amazing years, so I did have like the cash for it, but yeah, the vet that, um, was next door to us was like, Hey, we're, we're leaving FYI. And I knew when I signed the lease to that place in sweet A or sweet B that my only opportunity ever to expand would be sweet A, that, that suite. Mm-hmm. Because the building is only two suites big. Right. And we were so busting at the seams. I don't know if you'd ever gone in before the expansion, but we were like. Weightless. Yeah. And, and like um, to where it was doing us a disservice, people were actually like leaving the studio because they couldn't get into any classes. Yeah. I had a hard time getting in a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like a great, it was a great problem to have, but it still was a problem. Mm-hmm. So we were definitely in physical demand for it like we were physically ready for it and my bank account was ready for it I just wasn't ready Mm -hmm. for it like energetically I was so drained from building the place Um, I had a baby in 2020 during the pandemic I was trying to like recover from all that and just kind of chill for a little bit but it was it was just an opportunity that I had to seize I knew that if I didn't take it that I made probably likely would never get that opportunity again or if I did it would be like way 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 later Mm -hmm. so I said yes (laughs) so you knew right away when they offered it to you that you wanted to take it and expand yeah 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 I knew that it was the logical decision um emotionally I was like um to be honest kind of upset I was like really right why right now (laughs) can I swear on this podcast I was like for fuck's sake (laughs) come on like I I you know I and you're 30 are you guys older are you guys 30 30? almost I'm gonna be 32 okay so your 30s are like this this it's like a whole 10 years of just like creating is how I feel my 30s have been it's just like 30 is when I left my corporate job and and went over into the yoga space and that's when that whole everything just kind of kicked into gear Mm -hmm. and so I feel like I'm 38 now so I feel like it's been you look good I didn't know you were 38 (laughs) at yoga man hey girl have you ever heard of it (laughs) (laughs) I know a place right (laughs) um but it's been like eight years of just like nonstop creating in every capacity of my life I Mm -hmm. got you know Jesse and I got married in that space, I um, opened a business. I had, I went through IVF. I had a baby. Went through the pandemic. Expanded the business. Uh, had another baby. All these things, right? And so, um, it's just creation. It's like the the time of my life where I'm just creating a lot. And so, I'm hoping that my 40s are are when I can like re- actually reap the benefits. Mm-hmm. 
not just financially because it doesn't at the end of the day it's like what does that really mean but just be able to feel settled yes well and then you can be a part of your kids lives and yeah yeah I just I want to enjoy what I've created right Mm -hmm. like what's the point if you can't like enjoy what you've created and so I I'm looking forward to kind of just slowing down a little bit and enjoying being a business owner and enjoying being a mom and and all those things do you feel that happening or not quite yet I would like to say that since the the new side, quote unquote, the new studio and the expansion is over and that that's complete and that I've had the, I had the baby in June. So I, that's complete Mm -hmm. that we are kind of my family in a space where we're, we're just ready to kind of coast because I don't got plans to do, I'm not having any more babies. (laughs) I'm not opening any more businesses. If you guys are hoping that I'm going to open a second location, not going to (laughs) happen. (laughs) Um, no franchising, none of that. So um, I'm pretty happy with where we're at. I, of course, because I'm an entrepreneur, like have things that I want to do, but I'm, I'm good with where we're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, is you can still operate that entrepreneurial (laughs) mindset within your own space, as opposed to expanding or doing the franchise. And like, you don't have to do that to still be able to cultivate like a really great opportunity for yourself to yeah I I mean there's there's ways to create without it being like you said this big production um you can create just by sitting and 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 meditating you know and doing nothing is a form of creation you know not doing non-doing is a thing so um I'm I'm trying to get more into that space because I just I feel really burned out and it's just it's important for me to be mindful of that yeah, I can only imagine going through a pregnancy and an expansion at the same time. That whole time that was happening, I was like, "Yeah, I can't say I'm tired <laughs> in this space. Like, I can't walk into <laughs> grassroots and even utter the words, I feel tired right now. Because yeah. you just, I don't know, I, I think that that's amazing that you were able to do that physically, mentally, and still have such an awesome space to come into. Yeah, like, thanks. It was, a, it was a lot. I got really, I'm really fortunate in the regard that I had, two really easy pregnancies. Thank God. I mean, I, I signed that lease knowing that I was going to be getting pregnant soon. And I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be it. This is going to be like not a good pregnancy because my first one was so good. I wasn't sick. I felt so good. I'm like, watch, this is it. I'm going to be sick the whole time and tired and, and falling asleep. But I, i I actually felt really better than the first time. So wow. I got really lucky. Um, so I, that I had that at play too, that I, I felt really good. Uh, and that helped tremendously get me through, but it, it definitely was exhausting, mentally exhausting for sure. Yeah. I can't, I literally, I don't know how you did it. Um, I mean, things you, you just do, yeah. you just do. Especially as a mom, you, you have to, you just do. Yeah. You yeah. Just, not only pregnant, but four year old, three year old, three year old. Yeah. Yeah, you just do, Super man. <laughs> you don't. It doesn't matter if you want to or not. <laughs> right, right. I was like, it has nothing to do with what I want right now. I yeah. have to just do it. I, and it was one day at a time. So I just had to get through that one day. And then I have to get the next day. You know, and just one step, one foot at a time. Because um, if you, th- if I were to think about, like, the whole process, it was super overwhelming. Yeah. How long was the process? So for, from the day that you found out, all right, I'm going to take this on and we're going to mm-hmm. expand. How long was that journey from that decision to when you finally were able to open up that second room and 
start practicing? Um, so I signed in August a year ago, and then um, we opened. We were done in May, end of May. Okay. Yeah. So less than a year. less than a year. Yeah, I don't wow. even know how many months. I try not to count. You're a, you're just, a less than a year kind of business owner. Yeah, so yeah. just get it going. Apparently, you guys. <laughs> she even had her babies in less than a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, I I like I don't know, like to. I just it's my thing. I I apparently just am thrown things to really quickly to be on my toes. Yeah. Can we touch a little bit because uh, you mentioned your IVF? Can we? And we, we started to talk about this a little bit before we started recording. I would like, love, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to hear more about your experience if you're if you're comfortable sharing it. Yeah, um, it's not anything. I, I I feel actually really blessed. In once you're a part of the IVF community, you you meet so many people and um, hear about their own struggles. So I I feel really lucky on the the other end of it. You know, I had two beautiful, perfect babies. Uh, out of it. So um, I feel really blessed in that regard. But we were having trouble getting pregnant. Um, everything looked good. And so we were we weren't really sure what was going on. And then we started to see a fertility specialist and coincidentally, actually really crazy, like the month that I started treatment, um, I had a huge um, endometriosis flare up, like huge. I didn't even know I had endometriosis. I, I, started my period and ended up in the hospital. I was in so much pain. I was like throwing up, blacking out. Oh my God. And I didn't know, I had no idea what was happening. And they found it in the hospital and endometriosis is typically inside the uterus. And so we didn't know that I had it because my endometriosis was outside the uterus. So it was like covering my pelvic floor. And there's no way to to see that um, on any sort of ultrasound. So the only way to diagnose it is by through symptoms. And I had never had, I had like silent endometriosis until that month that it like exploded. And, um, but that was good because we like kind of knew where to go from there. And so I had surgery on that to remove it. And then we moved forward with IVF, uh, shortly after. And so uh, I did one retrieval, which is an egg retrieval. So it's one, it's called one round of IVF. I did one round of retrieval and got three embryos out of it, perfectly healthy embryos. We chose one. um, And then the two went off to freeze, um, chill on ice. (laughs) (laughs) And I had Wyatt, my first son in 2020. And then in, um, July of last year, we transferred the second embryo, which was a um, a little girl. You know the gender. It's like one of the only cool things about IVF is that you know the gender of your embryos. So you literally choose. You literally choose. Wow. It's pretty cool. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we chose the girl um, July of last year, and it didn't work. And that was really devastating. Um, And that was right before I signed the lease on the the new side. It kind of kept my mind off things, so uh, it was good in that regard. But Um, we moved forward with the third and last embryo. And so that was really stressful because that was the only one that we had left. And if that one didn't work, that Mm -hmm. was kind of it, unless we wanted to do another round, but it's like 25 grand around. So we weren't really sure, but um, didn't have to worry about that because it worked. And um, I had uh, my second boy in June. So endometriosis is cysts around the ovaries. Is that right? It's, um, It's like skin cells that are growing in places they're not supposed to be growing essentially like tissue Mm. not skin but like tissue right so it should um only grow like in your uterus and it 
creates your endometrial lining, which is what like your embryo, it's what like what you shed every month. Right. right. It's part of that. And it's only supposed to be in there. Um, if you have excess of it, usually that's where it's, it's in the uterus because that's where it is naturally. But a piece of the tissue like somehow made its way out. And then all you need is one tiny speck and then it like grows, it grows, and grows and grows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had a, um, a cyst, an endometrial cyst on my ovary. So that was part of the problem is it was covering my ovary. And so when I went to like have my period and your uterus like cramps, it was trying to like shed lining where it like wasn't in my, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't in my uterus to shed. And so it was like constricting outside. It was really painful. Oh my God, that sounds horrible. Yeah. So I'm really glad that that's over. And that's what was causing fertility issues. Yeah. Because it was covering my one of my ovaries. Oh. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. And ca- just causing like in general, like inflammation mm. in that so area. Did you go through that surgery before or after IVF? Before. Before. But I started fertility treatments right when I flared up. So it was so bizarre, like the timing of it. Cause I just didn't even know. We were like, you know, we don't know what's going on. And then I was like, why am I in so much pain? And <laughs> oh. Okay. Blacking you got out. all these answers yeah. all at once. Yeah, it was really intense. A lot of people actually have endometriosis, but they know because they just have like really, really crampy periods. But I went from like zero to 60. I went from like nothing, like not really having anything crazy to like hospitalized. It was, it was insane. Jeez. That was gnarly. Well, I'm happy that you have your babies and you got through that. And yeah. All in the past. Super stoked. Done with that. Done with that chapter. Yeah. Were you ever at any point sad that you weren't going to have a girl? Yes. Not about losing, like, obviously that is a sad, Yep. but yeah. you wanted to have I a- still struggle with it. Yeah. Um, what do you do for that? <sighs> Yoga? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Honor it. Yeah. Honor it. Acknowledge it. Um, it's, it's okay for me to be sad. Yeah. And now, of course, I have Jace, my baby, and- wouldn't want it any other way but it's like it's like any loss right for especially miscarriage it's like you just never not you just never like get over it right I I'm happy the way it turned out now to have my two boys and all that but yeah I mean always it's always a part of you yeah I mean and we thought we banked so hard on that girl because it was like a genetically perfect embryo and everything was great and everything had gone so well with our first transfer like we were just totally floored when it didn't work like could not even believe it like my friends my family everyone was like what yeah it I mean that you have like a 75 78 percent chance with my clinic of it working so there's always that chance right Mm -hmm. I still had a 23 percent chance that it wouldn't work but then it happens and you're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're not prepared for that. I was not, we no. were not prepared for that. I mean, we were already like picking names and wow. uh, yeah. So that was, that was really difficult letting go of like, especially the idea. We didn't have any girls left of the idea of like having a daughter was really challenging for both of us actually. Do you feel like in that moment you blamed yourself for not working? Did you go through that? I've had a few friends. Of have course, of course. There's just no way. I mean, mom guilt starts right away. From yeah. Even just trying to get pregnant, mom guilt starts kicking in. It's like such a real thing. But you're always blaming yourself for everything as a mom. But yeah, of course. You know, I'm like, oh, did I, you know, did I like 
go too hard in yoga? Like, was the he? Was yeah. the, and it's like, my doctor's like, there was nothing you could have done. Nothing you could have done. It, the, genetically, something wasn't right. Just that's all it, that's all it is. You did everything right. There's nothing you could have done. And so, you know, that's really reassuring. But of course, in the back of your mind, you're always like, what did I do? That's, yeah. I, that's what I think Maybe I would do. Maybe it was that one glass of wine, you know. Yes. Even though logically you're like, no, that doesn't logic, no, that doesn't make sense. But you just feel like as a, a woman, you take so much on, you know, you feel like you have to blame yourself for, for so much. Be it's hard to get out of that mindset too. Mm-hmm. Responsible for so much, you know. Yeah, that's why I was curious what you do because I feel completely different. But with my business, anything that goes wrong, I'm like, oh, yep, I could be better. I could be doing this uh-huh. better. Not enough. Not enough. Always, <laughs> always, always, always. I'm not, not enough. enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm actually struggling with that right now, really bad. I was at therapy yesterday in tears because I'm I'm having a really hard time with balancing all of it. I I'm a 16 hour worker. Before kids, I would be at the studio at like eight and leave at like eight, nine. I would close the place down sometimes. Like I just, you guys are in such a great space right now because you just have that ability and like take advantage of it. Like work the 16 hour days, like do all the things, like be there, be, be obsessed with your business because once you start a family, you just, that changes and you just cannot stop it. You just have to clock out. And you still have that feeling of needing to be there doing, doing, always. doing. I, and always. And like you said, anytime something doesn't do well, I'm like, it's not well, not working enough. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> like, and it, and it, and that might be true, but I need to be okay with that because I'm doing my best. And my therapist said, like, if you're giving a hundred percent of yourself with the time that the, the limited time that you have, like you gave a hundred percent, right? Like there's nothing more that you could have done or given, like if you're, fully present when you're in those spaces like that's it's quality not quantity so that's what I like I'm trying that. to like focus on right now I really like that perspective can I ask you for a piece of advice so even though Kristen and I aren't parents we are in relationships yeah. um how how was it for you to balance your relationship with your husband and still put in that much time into your business well my husband and I have been together for a very long time <laughs> have you how long um since 2006 so 18, almost 17, 17, 18. I don't even know. I don't even count anymore. Somewhere between 17 and 18. And we have been been together a really long time. So that helps because we're like, we have a good foundation. But he's super supportive. He He's a grinder too. Um, he is a hustler. He's the hardest working guy I know. And so he, he re- understands a lot of it. And we just make up for it in other ways. You know, like before kids, we would go camping or, or make sure that we were being intentional when we were together. But he was super supportive in that. And he was a part of it too. He helped. He's a really handyman guy. And so he was always building everything and helping. And he was there a lot too. So it wasn't like just me, but he would be there to like help do stuff. Yeah. I saw him every time I went in there in the first few weeks, you guys, yes. when we brought the fridge in. I know, poor guy. So there. did he help with some of the construction? He's helped with a lot of the construction, yeah. the first and the second time. Yeah. He's just, um, he's just super talented. So he, he can just watch a YouTube video and like build a freaking house the next day. (laughs) He just like is really good at that stuff. And so he's always present when we have a lot of like physical stuff that needs to be done at the studio. Um, facility wise, he's all, he's there a lot. Like Kristen said, he's over it now. He doesn't want to do it anymore. (laughs) What does he do? He's burnout. So he, um, he does infrastructure construction. So he does like road work. 
but he's um, also does like boards, like uh, woodworking. So our whole garage is like a wood shop. Oh, cool. And he does like, he makes like charcuterie boards and stuff like that. Oh, I've seen you post about mm-hmm. those. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So that's like his passion, his love. So he's also like an a entrepreneur, cre- an entrepreneur creative. Yeah. yeah. He's this, he, we're the exact same way. Like he's always got ideas and he thrives off of making wood stuff and learning and setting up all that, all that stuff I don't understand. <laughs> Don't you guys sell boards in the studio? We have. Yeah. We have. We don't right now. Um, He has them all, but we have in the past. Those were his though. Yeah. Those oh, his. okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. I always, I always love a little shop. Yeah. It's called you guys- Wyatt's Wood Shop. <laughs> Wyatt's Wood Shop. <laughs> yeah. It's really cute. It's very That's sweet. Awesome. And he came up with that on his own. It's, it was super sweet. Cute. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So in the beginning, we talked a little bit about rack life. Do you want to talk about that some more? Because I know that. For me, I didn't really know what it was until I started doing business with you. Yeah. So I grew up with the original founder of Rack Life. His sister was my best friend in high school. Oh, cool. And he created Rack Life when he was in college and freshly out. And it started just as random acts of kindness, like around the world. So they would they would do small things, but big, they would go to... Um, other countries and build schools and and all that or they'd be here in the U.S. like just handing out gift cards randomly or like cash like Matt his name was Matt the founder and he would literally just carry around cash and like like here you go just 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 because like stuff like that that's awesome or he'd take care of someone like if he was eating in a restaurant he would just pick a random person be like I'm gonna pay for that person's tap too and then just like be anonymous and go you know so he started doing random acts of kindness like that started rack life and he ended up being one of my investors for the studio and our partnership started there I knew that I wanted to give five percent back to charity as part of my mission and so our business arrangement was that rack life would be the first nonprofit that we would donate the 5% to. And then as we like worked together more on like our business relationship, I sweetened his deal and said like, I will make Rack Life our forever nonprofit uh, if you invest in me (laughs) basically. And I mean, he was super into it. And uh, so that's kind of how like we partnered. Um, It became like a lifetime partnership at that point. And then Matt ended up having three kids and just didn't have time for it anymore. So he passed it on to John, who was really active in the the, the nonprofit. And so John is the the um, owner now, I should say, runs it, not the founder. Right. I don't know what his official title is, but he Operator. operates it and runs it. So uh, it's I love that it's local, and I love that I know I'm close with, like, the original yeah. Other. So you know that your donations are actually doing. Yeah. I think that's things. the best part of it. It's not just like giving and you're like, well, I don't know. I hope it does. Something. You know, like it's, it's so fulfilling seeing that like direct, like we get so much satisfaction and joy out of seeing our efforts. Right. And when we're being helpful or kind, there's nothing better than like seeing that that result, right? Seeing the smile on the face, seeing someone cry because they're they're so thankful. Like, I mean, that's just like that fills your heart. Such a good feeling. It, I mean, there's just no. I feel like there's no. There's such little satisfaction. I should say to just like pushing a button online, like you, your money just flies out of your account, and you're like, okay, well, I don't know what happens after this. Right. <laughs> yeah. You just hope, but 
seen direct, like direct, and not just that, but people that uh, the students can nominate themselves. So it's like their money, like they're always thanking me, and I'm like, it's your money. Your money is helping them, you know, like you're giving it to me. It's passing through me, but like you're the one. I wouldn't be able to like help these people if you weren't, you know. Supporting uh, me and my business. Yeah, that's something that crossed my mind. I'm like, okay, the money's coming from the community and going back out to the community. So it's full circle. And I I just thought it was great too because like we are grassroots yoga. Like we're we're homegrown. I was born and raised here. Um, I think it just makes it, it's a perfect fit for us because it's, it's just everything's staying grassroots everything's staying in Ventura uh so I, I just I love them I love John and I love what they're about do they have um community events or anything that people can do to get involved locally so he's trying to get better at it uh he has a full-time job himself and then um since the transfer from that there's just been a shift in in trying to get all the things um I don't run an run the nonprofit, so I don't know, but it seems like it's a lot of work, right? It's, it's a business. Mm-hmm. So he is, um, he just like redesigned the board. I'm on the board and he picks some other board members and then um, we're all working together now to be more active rather than just like funneling money out. Right. Uh, but we are doing a beach cleanup this weekend. It'll be over by the time the podcast airs, but we're doing a beach cleanup. We've done beach cleanups in the past. So stuff like the community events, um, are things that he's really passionate about. And I, uh, I support that for sure. Yeah. One thing that you said earlier, it reminded me of a story, just the feeling of helping somebody out. There's this one time that Diego and I had come up on this guy at a, a stoplight whose car had broken down and it was just this small kid pushing this big yeah. Bronco. And Diego and I just like jumped out of the car really quick and helped him push the car to the side and got back in the car in this just rush, like literal tingly feeling in my body of just feel good. I don't know what it was, but I was yeah. like, that guy was probably so thankful. We'll never see him again. We didn't like yeah. introduce ourselves and say, hey, like, yeah, you're welcome for helping you or any of obviously not. But it just that feeling was so incredible. And I can only imagine like running an operation like that, what that feels like to just do random stuff like that all the it's time. It's so I cool. I mean, it's hard in society now. I feel like it's got kindness has like gotten away from us, you know, like we're just so angry. Everyone's so angry all the time and <laughs> blaming each other for their own problems and not ever giving anyone the benefit of the doubt or giving anyone any grace, you know, mm-hmm. if they're like having a bad day and whatnot. Um, just being kind goes such a long way, such a long way, especially the random acts of kindness. Um, so that that's something that is so unique about Rack Life too is they try to be random about it. I mean, we definitely do intentional, like if someone's having a hard time, like we take, we take care of them, but you know, we'll just like, we call it a rack. We like rack our students all the time too, just because, just because we, we enjoy them. We enjoy their company. We're proud of them. They're, you know, we just will like give them a coffee card or a, you know, just something, anything. A, we'll send them flowers or something like that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I love that. Uh, there's something about doing something for someone and not expecting anything in return. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, I think, feel, I feel that that's what kindness is like about too, is that it's about, it's not about you. Right. But you do get, you experience, it's like you get that by proxy. Like mm-hmm. what Kristen talked about? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, you just get joy by proxy. It's like experience, when you guys have kids, it's experiencing joy like through their eyes. It's the same thing. Like you're, 
you get your fill through like someone else experiencing joy. It's <laughs> so weird, That's you know, cool. but yeah. it's the same idea. Like if you can be kind, you're experiencing like that, that love factor when it's like not really about you, you know, it's about them. Yeah, for sure. Um, Joel and I had a couple of questions for you, just like mostly business related. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh God, hit me. <laughs> my best. Oh, I skipped down a little bit, Joel. That's okay. Okay. Number one, as a successful business owner, what tips can you provide to someone who's looking to grow their business or start their own? It's kind of broad, but yeah. do your best. <laughs> um, we kind of touched on this, not, not doing all the things. So execute like one idea. Just be specific, like you, even for you, like smoothies. That's what you started with, right? Mm -hmm. Like you weren't like, oh, smoothies and, and fridges. And, mm -hmm. you know, you were like smoothies. That's all I'm going to do. And I'm only going to do probably only, you probably only did like a few, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's the same thing. Like just start small. Like just focus on one thing, do it well. And then when that's good, maybe entertain something else. So I think, I feel like that's my biggest piece of advice. And just to expect, expect things to not always go well. And be okay with, be okay with that. You know, try something. It may work. It may not. And if it doesn't work, that doesn't mean that the business is a failure. It just means like that particular thing's not working. Time to to pivot. I love that. The guy we interviewed before, Scott, he said they have a saying in jujitsu: if you're not winning, you're learning. I was like, oh, I love totally. it. it Words here. to live by. It hit me here. It's <laughs> the only way you learn. Exactly. It, I mean, it's the only way that you acquire more skill is through experience and taking risks and being like, I don't know, I think this is going to work. Let's try it and see. And then you see, and then if you, um, it doesn't work, you learn from it and you can either like recreate or, or you just try something else, you know? It's so true. Cause if you think about it, if, if everyone executed really well, the first time they did anything, everybody would be in business. Totally. Yeah. You people, would never give up and people give up a lot of the times because they come across like a, you know, a hurdle that they just One couldn't hurdle. push through. Yeah. 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 I mean, you got to push through and know in your heart that what you're doing will be successful. Like that's the thing too, is I know, I knew that opening that studio, I knew I was 100% sure that I would be successful. I knew it. I stood my ground with the contractors. They wanted to do all these things. They were trying to talk me out of stuff. And I was like, nope. We're doing it this way. I know it needs to be this way. Like all my numbers on the books, people were like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, I, nope, we're doing it this way. Like, I know that if I can execute it this way, stand my ground, that it will be successful. And so like knowing in your heart that that's, you just have to stay true to yourself too. And not be like, um, okay. And let people try to tell you how to run your business or run your vision. You know, you have a vision, you stick to it. I love that. I'm, I definitely had that feeling with Earth Candy from the beginning. I was like, I don't know how it's going to work, but I can feel it. Exactly. Like, and it's fine. I'm fine pivoting. I've pivoted so many times since like you business have to. plan. Yeah. But it's adapting. I can feel yeah. it. Like I just know that it's going to work. That's it's it. just finding how it's going like to work. Like you would die on that hill, right? Like that's 100%. how I felt. I was like, I am, I am like so committed to this vision. Like no one's going to talk me out of anything. Like you're either with me or you're, you're not going to be a part of this. I just knew, I knew in my heart, like, like you said, it was just this feeling that it would do well if mm -hmm. I could execute it the way that it, that I wanted it to be. 
and not let anyone talk me into some, doing something different. Even my own husband, you know, <laughs> he's still, he still has all these ideas. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why are you doing that? I don't understand. I'm like, I don't, you don't tell to. you. <laughs> don't tell you. Don't you. have to understand. Vision, bro. <laughs> you know, like, you know, just stick to the vision. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So we've actually asked a couple of other business owners this question, and I have an idea as to what your answer might be, but I'd like to ask it still. Where did the name for your business come from, Grassroots Yoga? Funny story. So I was in the park, and I was like, oh, well, I need to name it because I'm a Leo, so I like attention, but not direct attention. So I did not want my name to be a part of it. I did not want it to be like Sarah Ingram Yoga or anything like that. Sarah, Yo no, I was like, nope, I need to be out of this. So I was looking for names and I really wanted to call it, what did I want to call it? Now I've forgotten, like Ventura's, um, Ventura Yoga in the Park or something like that. And there had, there already was like a Ventura Yoga in the Park, not Ventura Pop-Up Yoga. It was, it, they weren't even really around anymore. It was like out of someone's house and like they made it and named it and got the Instagram and all that, but they like never really did anything with it. And I was so annoyed. <laughs> I was like, you took the name, you're not even using it. And you know, they, instantly like they don't they right. just were doing their thing but I was like damn man I'm so bummed and so I was look, I was trying to think of names and my friend actually said what about like grassroots yoga because like you're in the park and it's like grass and I was like oh that's kind of genius and it grassroots like I'm from here I was born here like made small you know to and so that's that's kind of how that's kind of it's not like this big profound story but no um, that's kind of we, we, we had a guess our guesses were kind of similar to that that's yeah. where the and I didn't from. know obviously that I would be here I just was like sure sounds good like I had no idea that it would be like a thing I just wanted my oh my, I just wanted my name off it right uh and so I was like yeah that sounds good sound that that kind of works that's cool and so like we went with that Jill had her business name the same way. A friend was like, said something. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and it's so funny that you said you didn't want your name to be a part of it because yeah. whenever I've thought of naming anything, right, you there's plenty of scenarios where you're like, you have to pick a name for something. I never default to something with my name in no. it. And some people do, but I, I never know. am like, oh yeah, my name needs to be in this. And my name actually is kind of a part of mine because it rhymes and it, and it goes with it. But yeah, I had a friend one day that was just like, uh, I made, I used to make extravagant like birthday cakes and stuff. Yeah. And, and he was like, uh, take your, take your Instagram page off of private so that I can share that sweet fuel by jewel. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, what I is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? And so that's kind of where uh, the name came from. Yeah. But uh, again, whenever I say it, I say sweet fuel. I don't say sweet fuel by Jewel because I kind of yeah. want that. I want to be a little anon anonymous Same. and yeah. I don't. I, yes, I'm associated with the brand, but I don't like all that attention. No, I'm an no Aquarius, though, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that means anything. Which which sign does like attention like a lot? Good question. I you would think that it'd be better at signs. I'm a, I'm oh, no. pretty good as it relates to like me and my own, like I know what no, my kids are and stuff. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you like I don't know any Aquarius. I I mean I know Aquariuses, but I don't have any Aquariuses close to me. Right. But we'll have to ask. I of course like all my teachers know. I'll have to ask them. Yeah. What, what's yours? What's up with you? What's your sign? Capricorn. Capricorn. I don't have. Yeah. Any, I don't know about Capricorn either. All my mom's a Capricorn. Yeah. Yeah. When's her birthday? January fifteenth. Okay, I'm like the very beginning like December 23rd. So it starts the 21st, I think. Okay. But all I've ever read, I don't dig into it. I feel too like you deep. like the attention. 
I, it depends on the situation. I'm you're literally so good on social media. She likes media. to talk Thanks. to people. Like to talk. But she's like yes. right she's up very... in front of the camera. Like, look at me. It's so good. That was, she's very that was inquisitive. Work. I was going to say, I don't think that comes to her naturally. Like, even for me, too, we have to work at it. You mm. should see us when we film reels together. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. We, I have to, like, we have to pump each other up. Oh and God, um, it takes I a million takes. Oh, I'm, like, melting right now <laughs> thinking about it. I told Spencer um, last time we met, I was like, Spencer's her social media manager. Yes. Okay. Uh, I was I was like, I'm going to eat my words. I'm going to get it out there because I'm trying to remove myself in the situation. I have to be more present on Instagram. You, you said have it? To, I was like, you have to force me into taking pictures. <laughs> you have to just, I don't want to look at them. Just put them up. <laughs> well, people want to see you. People, they do. People love, yes. they, part of them coming in and, and being a part of Grassroots Every Day is because they, they're supporting you. And it's, it's it. And I told her, I said, I have to be more present on social media because I'm present here. Mm -hmm. Like my mm -hmm. students all know me. Like I'm very close with all of my staff. I'm always walking around. Like, it's not like I hide in, you know, right. a, like a, a high rise somewhere. I'm just like, I want, I, I'm fine when I'm there. I just, I'm like, don't post me. Um, and that doesn't like align. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I feel that if I'm going to be really present physically at my business and like know everyone, like why, why isn't Sarah ever... <laughs> Yeah, on it, the Instagram like she doesn't exist on there at all. Like we don't even know who the owner is unless you like go in and talk to me there. So I told Spencer like just put me up. Oh my god, that's so funny. To be to be fair, I didn't I didn't know until in, until Kristen introduced us. I didn't I know. know who the Isn't owner of Grass so was. So bad. I'm so sorry. That's, <laughs> that's okay. So bad. I probably like, take one of your classes and I had horrible no <laughs> business advice. Like don't do don't do that. I mean, I'm really present there, and I think that that's the priority, right? That yes. I'm actually there, and I'm really talkative, and I, um, I'm always trying to like know everyone the best I can. I used to know everyone because I was there all the time, but now I just do my best to like make sure that I have like an open door policy with the students and my staff and stuff like that. But I, I uh, definitely have to do better. You have to be present on your channels yeah you do an amazing job you're so i was like kristen does it so good <laughs> i'm like such a shit business owner Don't, i can't see, I'm never, the blame. i know i'm there's never the on blame. camera like hi it's sarah from grassroots here here i am but like i should <laughs> but i also think you can look at it from another side right the fact that your business is still thriving yeah even though you haven't done that shows that you've probably picked the right people to help you run your business as far yeah. as staff and employees go um, and just the people you've partnered with because your business is still successful without it. You yeah, know? and, and yeah. the reputation that you have for the people that I know that know you is just, you're such a badass, super successful business owner. Everyone loves grassroots. Aww. You created such a great space. So it's not that... I don't know. Social media is just this new thing and definitely well, it's just don't. a layer, yeah. yeah. you know? And so uh, at the end of the day, like I try not to beat myself up too hard. Cause I'm like, it's only a layer of the business. It's a layer of marketing basically. Right. And as long as I'm just there doing my best at the studio and I'm connecting to the students, like personally, that's, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. But this, especially this day and age, like it is really important, like to be present on, on your channels, yeah. uh, especially cause our, our social media is big. Our Instagram is big and we're really present, um, on Instagram. It's not like we're not really present and that, that makes it sense that I'm not on there. But it's like, no, we're super present, like tons of posts, tons of stories all day long, post every two days, like it, Where's the owner? <laughs> I think you could definitely start by sprinkling yourself in and just getting used sprinkle. to the fact. Yeah. Like it doesn't Maybe have to be every some, day. You got to give me some tips because I just, and it's so great. I'm like, I wish I could be like, 
here because in there I'm like oh my god you guys have to try this product I love it like yeah. you come over here look at all and I like can talk I can talk up a storm about like all the mats and I'm really good like in person but like get me on camera I'm like Ugh. okay I have an idea <laughs> I think you should do a video where it's like come with me Sarah and I'm going to show you what I would pick out of the earth candy fridge and like yeah you could do something like that yeah and then just talk to the phone like it's a person yes yeah, I feel that's like that's what, the yeah. biggest thing is I have to get out of my head like I'm going to be posted. I'm going to be, yeah, you know. That one I don't thing think that, that ever really leaves. <laughs> I think you just have to like own it. Yeah, yeah it yeah, did yeah. help me though to think like, okay, I'm talking to one person. My yeah. customer is this person yeah. and I'm talking to them. And so that's how I just like think about it before that's I kind of start a video. I mean, that makes like perfect sense, yeah. right? Because I can... Don't just think Talk like, oh, one. I'm talking to my 10,000 followers yeah, or, or whatever. Or people are going to look at me that don't know me and what are they going to think? <laughs> <laughs> okay, tomorrow I'm expecting a post yep. that has Sarah's face in it. And I shouldn't have. I, <laughs> She's I'm sweating even more now. Stripping <laughs> <laughs> sweat over here. I did, no, have, a, good. Good. I did have another question Gosh. that kind of popped up in my head since we talked about staff. Um, how, how was that for you, like bringing on new people to kind of help you run your business. Was that stressful for you or was that a pretty easy process for you? Um, I will say it's easy because I didn't bring anyone on that was new. Um, I knew everyone that I brought on already That's uh, cool. from the studio that I had managed before. They all basically, they were part of, they were part of getting me to do it. They were like, we will go with you essentially. Um, if you open a space, we will follow. And so they did. And it was great. I, Maybe there was, like, one person that I was I – I knew through the community, but I didn't know, like, well. But, uh, again, really thankful in that regard. I, I trusted them already. Like, we were already close, and so mm -hmm. they were already, like, really invested. You didn't have to work on building a relationship. You could just focus on yeah. business. Yeah. I was like, I'll build it. You guys come. And they were like, we're there. So it was, it was awesome. That's cool. What You're about – sorry, when it came to, like, delegating and handing off things – um, that you may be, cause you're spending so much time there, probably like grinding it out. And then you probably had to slowly give off some of your yeah. tasky things that probably didn't feel tasky. They probably felt crucial. Um, how did that feel? That is a work in progress and that's a skill. Let me say, um, I did not, it's a slow build. Um, so I didn't have any help at first. I worked 90 days in a row open to close. I had no, um, I think maybe I had one person helping me, like, just do random stuff, um, like, nothing major, but I ran everything, top to bottom. I did I, I did everything um, besides teaching all the classes, of course, but, like, all of the facility stuff, all the front desk stuff, all I, I did it all. And I think that that also is really important um, when you're starting a business is that you do all the jobs mm -hmm. and you own all the jobs because how can you like manage something you don't know and teach it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like how, or how can you lead in a space that you're not familiar with? Yeah. And so I, I did it all. And then I slow, I was like, okay, I'm going to start like hiring. They're called studio yogis. And they just kind of, they just do like the maintenance, the cleaning and stuff. I'm going to bring on some studio yogis, train them all. And then I started peppering in front desk people, but I did not leave the studio um, for 90 days. And then I got sick and I was like, well, <laughs> kind of forced at that yeah, point yeah it's probably good it was a good thing because I was like okay well I'm sick I cannot come in so this is gonna be like my first two days that I'm not there but yeah I, I it started slow and then I hired a manager um about two, I think on year two 
um, was my first manager, Nicole. Love her. Uh, and then we just built from there. And so now I have uh, two managers and uh, seven front desk people and 25 teachers and Damn. eight-ish. Look at you. You got a whole tribe. Yeah, but it grows over time. But yeah, yeah. I, delegating is hard because you're like, oh, they're not going to do it like me. Right. That's the worst yeah. fear. Yeah. And it's your it's your baby. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're so like you so sensitive about it, right? So yeah. some of that that's a challenge too, being picking and choosing your battles, like what to what to correct or what to help guide and other stuff you're just like, you know, gotta let that go. Mm. Yeah. I, that's good to hear. I actually have an employee starting tomorrow. I was gonna ask. I know you were hiring. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So it's not gonna be me coming in. I will still come. Yeah, but like, like not every hi. day. Yeah. Good. Thankfully, because it's just going to save me so much. I and mean, you have to. You you can't do it all. Yeah. Um, and that's such precious time that you could be using to growing. Growing. Yeah. There's so many yeah. emails I'm behind on right now just because I have so much shit yeah. going on. Yeah. It's, I'm gonna feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, even now it's like delegate. I just have to delegate. Mostly of what I do now is I go in for a few hours and delegate. Yeah. Like I don't even do anything. I'm just like, uh, you do that. Uh, nice. you do that. There uh, went four hours. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I gotta go. Have fun with all that. Bye. I gave out all my tasks. So I'm going home. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I, I, you have to. Yeah. I mean, there's there there's not a lot that I actually do. I still do like payroll and like mm-hmm. all of like the boring stuff. But you know, even fun stuff. I'm like, ooh, like I love, and I'm like, don't do it. Like yeah. that calendar that we have. Oh, yes. it's so hard for me. I'll like get it's up there and drug. doodle, and I'm like, don't fucking do it. Let Sage do it. The hands up. Put the pen away. Yeah. Like you're wasting so much time, Sarah. It's take me an hour. <laughs> yeah. Or retail. You know, you see me out there. I can't help myself. I'm like moving shit around. I'm, like, oh, you have the over. cutest stuff in there. I, oh, I like, know. I have I to stop in and look. Yeah. I can't. I have to beeline out of there because I just don't have money to spend <laughs> well, in there. And so I now can't. I go in and I, you know, I stock the fridge and then I look at the fridge, see what snacks are in yeah. there, yeah. and then I walk over and look at the clothes and the jewelry. <laughs> I'm like, who has a birthday coming up that I can buy a birthday card for? Yeah, if you guys do, ever that's need what a birthday, I, do. I go in, I go straight to the fridge to see what's in there. <laughs> Cue up my little watch. Yeah, there I you go. Get my things, and then I go over to retail, and then I'm like, oh, get in your office. Well, and then you see somebody you know, and then you start that's like I mean. talking for like see an hour. The other day, I walked in, and I had two of my friends were standing right there having a conversation. So then I'm having a conversation. Yep. It's just yeah. It's, well, that's the, I mean, thing. it's a bittersweet thing. Like you yeah. just created such a awesome space. I mean, your mission yeah. says it, but you've actually yeah. done that. The yeah. space in there is, I will hang out and talk to Nicole for 45 oh minutes God, or Lexi. You saw that like, thing that I posted, remember that, that it's not a meme, but it was like that. On oh, Instagram. when they come into your office. Yes, yeah, so it was like, <laughs> I need a sign on my chair that's like don't talk to me i will talk that's, to you for two yeah. hours and not get anything or you done. set a timer like right when yeah. they walk in timer yeah but i love i mean i i love it though i get so carried i mean cole just like jam for like a yeah. literal hour just like bitching about life and yeah. then i'm like um i gotta like work dude get out of here yeah so it's it is it's great it's great it's what i wanted um it's why i built the place i love that so much i mean even my my staff a lot of their in their reviews i'm like so I love it, but you talk to your friends too much at the front desk. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I love it so much. Like, don't ever change, but also, you know, we gotta like just focus. be conscious of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard for me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey everyone, we hope you are enjoying this episode of Fueling Earth. This episode was so much fun. We had to actually split it up into two parts. Part two will be dropping on December first. All right, before you go. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And the promo code as promised is Fueling Earth, F-U-E-L-I-N-G-E-A-R-T-H. And you can use that code over at GetSweetFuel.com to get 20% off of our supplements. So we have two collagen protein powders. They are both grass-fed. We have a chocolate and an unflavored version and also a creatine powder. So again, head over to GetSweetFuel.com and use our promo code.